All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. I am Travis Hoig. Brian Shesko. That was a good pause. Yeah, I wanted to give there to yeah. very obvious that Dave is not <laughs> available this evening. Well, there is a black space in between us, uh, both figuratively and physically on our video feed here. Dave's dealing with some stuff. He sure is. And here I am. I got all dolled up for him, uh, especially <laughs> wearing my, of course, my my favorite team, uh, Newcastle United, as we've discussed at length on the podcast. Uh, so many times. Yeah. And he's can't even be here tonight because he's got to deal with a pet emergency. So uh, we're sad that he's not here. But the show must go on. And he said so much to us earlier. So he did. He so did. We offered to uh, move it. He said, i got to coach basketball. I know. Whatever. He's committed to sports, and everybody knows that. He's committed to his family, and he's committed to uh, this podcast, and it's sad that he's not here. But, yeah, we get it. So let's let's really, really – I want to make fun of him a lot while he's not here. I'm sure you do, too. <laughs> it started with my my attire, and it can go on through what we have to talk about for game week 11. Game week 11. Game week 11. Gee whiz. Game week 11. Time flies. Sure does. Man, there was a, what a weird week. I'm not even going to repeat the line that was uh, so often repeated on FPL social media spaces. It was just, I, I mean, all I could say is for game week 11, Christmas came early, Travis. Was it a fun game week for you or the funnest game week for you? Somewhere in between those. Yeah, uh, that sounds, sounds about right. Funner, fun, what, funner, funnest. What did the FPL average get to? Uh, Before Spurs Chelsea, it was twenty seven points. Is it twenty eight points now? I think it did go up to something like twenty eight points. Oh great, so fun! Yeah, it was not great uh, for anybody. Oh, it Um, went down. Really? I think it went down. Oh no, it didn't. Thirty two. No. Oh, thirty two. That's That's so high. That's like uh, that's that's. It was up to twenty eight after Sunday, and I think, and then now it's up to thirty two points have posted. Everyone's doing great. Well, it was bad. There was lots of lots of things. Let's just go. Let's go game by game. Right. Uh, you pick where to start this time. I. You can start top of the table if you want, or if you want to start with the biggest drama. Where Where do you think would be better to start as far as drama is concerned? Isn't it the same at this point? Because technically, Spurs entered this game week top of the table, and that was a pretty dramatic match today. Yeah, I mean, uh, do you want to put me into that position to start with Spurs? That's what you always want. Let's go to Spurs 1, Chelsea 4. Yeah. Happened today. It's still fresh. A lot to unpack on this one. So the the key component here was nine VAR checks. A lot of standing around, uh, Pasta Coglu says. He very clearly stated that he would much rather be playing football than standing around waiting for VAR decisions to, to come through. Uh, yeah, I think everybody agrees with that. Definitely match announcers were were talking about that for sure here for NBC Sports. And, yeah, it was um, – I don't – it's one of the weirdest – like, I don't know if the, what takeaway there is from a game like this. Like Chelsea it's ga- struggled against nine men until the very end. Yeah, it's gonna. That's the thing. It's gonna. So the the obvious the, the obvious out you know outcomes are are how it affects 
you know, like we've we've talked about for two yeah. weeks, you know, Son and Madison, obviously popular choices for midfield. Spurs defense and Vicario, obviously popular choices in the last several weeks for defense and goalkeeper. For sure. And I think at risk of putting myself into the back into the Spurs bucket here at the beginning, let's talk about Spurs. The Van de Ven injury to me is the most significant thing. We've Pretty said big. I feel like we said it even a couple weeks ago whenever Romero was a high a highly sought after defensive choice. He's a head case. Yeah. We we've known that. Everyone has seen that. When he's when he's not a head case, like like Messi said, he's the best center back in the world. He was not the best center back in the world whenever he's kicking people's legs. So on purpose. Yeah. And not you know, having calls get, you know, made against him. Right. So that part of it, like, he already is, he's prone to those kind of, like, weird lashings out. The red card, the red card was deserved, but I guess that's one of those moments where you see him clear the ball. I know everybody, you know, and they talked about it at length. It's just reckless. It was, he already should have been off probably for what he had done earlier. At least had a yellow, yeah. All, All things considered, it's a fair it's a fair probably result. took so, a long time for them to figure that out though yeah so the fact that he's going to be on a red there's no way that gets a straight red there's no way it gets overturned it's three matches now if you jones know. red doesn't get overturned for something similar with one foot a two foot tackle like that and, and i said two foot is maybe a little harsh but it yeah. was it was definitely more forceful for so, sure so the obvious problem is three matches out. I mean, that includes in th- in three matches at Manchester City. The next two, you think they can probably manage. They're at Wolves, home against Aston Villa. You don't like playing Aston Villa without Christian Romero. You know, if that was only Romero that was out. Now it's, that's why I'm saying I think the Vandeven injury is, I mean, oh, I'm sure that we'll get an update before the end of the week. But, I mean, that was a, that was. contact it, uh, it, you know, it's a mus- it's muscular for sure, right? If you saw it, you probably felt it a little bit. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I just there's no way that a guy falls down like that and and has to be helped off, you know, in a way that you don't kind of yeah kind of feel that in your own hamstring. The thing, so it's significant. They lose that. I mean, that's a ton of speed. Yeah, and that's a and he's been covering up a lot of their yeah. their failings because he's been able to recover so so rapidly. Yeah, so next week you probably take you know you probably take it. You're probably st- you're not buying a Spurs defender, so you know Eric Dyer comes in and plays admirably. Ben Davis was not. I don't think he was. I didn't see him on the bench, but he was already kind of. He wasn't iffy. It was iffy. It's not yeah. like he's a long term absence. Yeah. Absence. So my guess is it's those two. As long as if Davis is fit, it's Ben Davis and Dyer. I would imagine since they've both played in that position. So the minimum you're getting experience coming back in. Uh, Udagi's red, you know, it's a one match suspension. So whatever, you know, if you had him, it's sad. That's it. It was just idiotic. You held him. That yeah. was the other part. You're right. I, so I had him people. a couple weeks ago, got yeah. rid of him. So Emerson Royal can cover that uh, mostly. Has, he has. Yeah. And Pedro Poro is. You know, unless something weird happens, you know, at least Poro stays out there. And Vicario has been very good. I like. I don't think there's anything. You're like. You're not going to any of these 
people now. From a defensive standpoint, anyway. no, there's no way. The second thing is how bad, you know, finding out how how bad. Uh, to me, the Madison injury is significant only in that, I mean, that you don't want him to be injured. It's, he, obviously, you're losing a ton of creativity. And I, I would just, I, I just imagine, given the circumstances at the time, regardless of whether or not he wanted to continue or not, tactically it had to be made. And obviously, that's, uh, you know, they're just protecting the asset, I think, at that point. So I, I wouldn't be moving him quickly. I mean, I would want to wait. I'm sure, like, player movement and price changes and stuff like that are going to yeah. happen pretty quickly, I think, this week, given the performances everywhere else. For sure. And Madison is an easy sacrifice, I think, especially given the, you know, the, the prevalence and the performances of other people right in that price range. If you have, if you have James Madison, do you have James Madison? I do not. I do have James Madison. He's and at 39.5% ownership as of yeah, right it's, now. Yeah, it's significant. Dave has Madison. I keep wanting to say Alexander Madison. And I know that because that's football. And also there's part of me that is thinking Alexander Hamilton because I just watched I watched Hamilton again for like the third time or something like that mm-hmm. here the other night. So whatever, it's, it's kind of Alexander's. I have Alexander on the brain. Dave's got the same problem. He's calling it, a, you know, he's just saying he has no idea what to do this week. You know, like a lot of people, you have multiple triangles that are popping up, yeah. and Madison being one of them is not going to be helpful for anybody. Assuming if you have the money, given the schedule, you're selling Madison for someone like Saka? Probably. I do. I This is what sucks about Dave not being here. I have specific Arsenal questions yeah. for Dave, and I, a huge one, I think, is about Arsenal and what to do with some of their, you know, what to do with their people. I, I feel like Burnley at home... Still a good matchup. Still is as good of a matchup as there is. Yeah. But are you like Bruno Fernandez, did that did that goal do anything for you? No, I mean it's it's in the, you know, stoppage time, I, I think. So I, as far as I'm concerned, it's just they're they're still a mess. And there's even more drama now coming out with Rashford since the game has even, you know, been been over. Yeah. So I, I just I'm not touching those assets until they start performing regularly and he's He's not. We can talk about more when we get to that match, but there, they did celebrate convincingly when they scored. Sure. And Bruno has had a couple good returns, and they play Luton at home, so that's the other yeah. part. So that's the other part of it, like you know how spirited are Luton going to be at Old Trafford? I mean, I guess that's you know that's just a hard the, place to go, right? So whatever, I think it's it's not an insane choice. And I just think all of the all of the you know depending on what else you're trying to do, I think any of the lower price assets, the if you're you know Embuemo, another return for him this week. Sure. If you talk about Doku, I guess whenever it comes around to Manchester City, Matoma, that was another one I think we you know we talked yeah. about last week as somebody just because of the fixtures for them, and then like Diaby, I feel like you know we more about Aston Villa to yeah. come, but. There's a there are a, other options if you're, so you're you're uh, su- you're suggesting a move from Madison because I'm, there are other options. Yeah, I'm saying that I think you know I like if he if it's if it turns out tomorrow that it's like no he's totally fine we were just being cautious he's probably a hold. I mean I feel like I would yeah. want to move somebody else other than Madison if I had to. I don't think that's a thing. I just don't think defensively. I don't. Yes, it was a yes. It was great for Romero and Van de Ven together. I just don't. I don't know that it's enough to say. Oh, I got you. Got to get rid of Madison for sure. I still expect them to. 
to do similar things. They just might be more defensively yeah. suspect. So anyway, it, it's there's there's likely to be the inevitable exodus from him, anyways, uh, as there was the last time he was quote injured, and then he came back anyways. Yeah. So if you're worried about price decreases, that's possibly something to think about the other part of it is too though if the price has gone up since you've owned him it may come back down you may not have to take a as big of a, a yeah big, uh, a for me it, so. I, you know for me i i got him at he's 8.1 i got him you know i i would sell him for 7.9 so i mean yeah. that's that's a pretty i mean i got him i i, I think that means i got him at 7.5 i think that i got him at his base price i think that's what the, okay. i think that's where the math is on that point four. yeah he's gone up if he's gone whatever point is yeah there's there's uh, there's some could be some money considerations as usual yeah is that it for them i mean not like we need to uh, not like anybody wants I mean, to, us to spend some, more time is he still ownable hey, so just attacking wise like you saw in the first 20 minutes exactly what was yeah. about to happen to f- full strength chelsea versus for Tottenham. sure and, For sure. And last week I said, like, I, you got what you what we've wanted to see. What I wanted to see is Brennan Johnson starting. Yeah. Brennan Johnson, you know, f- feeds Son for a like as marginal an offside goal as there's going to be. Yeah. It was pretty close. Son almost got another goal later. Like, just yeah, didn't connect. Almost. I mean, just had had chances even down two men. I'm not worried even the slightest bit about Hyungmin Son. Yeah, from a from an attacking standpoint, I definitely definitely agree with that. Kulishevsky is also injured, I believe. Well, I th- I my assumption was they took him off for that was tactical. Okay. So unless something unless there's some other report that was out there, my I just no, thought good. that they I just thought that they took him off. We've said it yeah. a lot, like how just what how important he is going forward and what he's done going forward. Just hasn't he's a bit like there's Sobosly. He's just been involved in a lot, but sure. but ha- you know not a lot of FPL output. Hey, I tell you, he looked more dangerous in this match than he has in any match that I've seen him before. Really driving into the box and deciding to shoot. So much of the out, like the VAR and the player on the pitch outcome, I feel like it has way more to do, like in the end, with what happened for with Arsenal and Newcastle. So I just want to like kind of save the like that bit of it. Yeah. For, for later. Uh, is that all for Tottenham for you? Yeah. Chelsea assets are still dicey at best. So I say uh, even though Jackson scores a hat trick. Uh, finally paid off. Not, Nicholas Jackson. <laughs> How many people own him? 4.2%. Uh, <laughs> not since Jamie Vardy's hat trick against Southampton in Leicester's 9-0 defeat of them in 2019 has ha- a hat trick had less to do with the actual content of a match than this hat trick. Yeah, it was I, I, like I just unnecessary. He had one helpful. shot. He had one shot by halftime. He finishes with six shots at the final whistle. So just the just what happened. Cole Palmer is it. That there is it is Cole Palmer and there is no other consideration. Yeah. He got you what you were already hoping for, which is a penalty kick. Then he gets you an assist when the game is way out of hand. So Yeah. I want to. My instinct was to say the assist was nothing because it happened so late. It was the last. It was the last goal. Sure. But so for the season, Cole Palmer has created thirteen chances. Not great. Philip Billing has created twelve for, but just for a comparison, 
But since Cole Palmer's run of starts in game week seven, he's created nine chances, which is tied for seventh best among midfielders. And to be more fair to Cole Palmer, since game week seven, he's created four big chances, which is the most of any midfielder and tied with Kieran Trippier for the most of anyone overall since game week seven. Just right. want to throw that out there. Cole Palmer to me is a he. First of all, he's still five zero. I'm surprised to not see him in the like very like at the yeah. in the top five transfers in for the week. I'm sure it's going to change before the end of the week, probably. But he's still five zero. That's only going to be true for probably one or two more days. It's it didn't go up tonight, but he's going to go up by the time you hear this. It's you're probably going to have to make the move quickly if you want to get him for his base price. All right. So. All right. I like that. All right. Very good. Uh, let's go to let's go to Fulham, Manchester United. You mentioned Fernandez. I love that. That's the my favorite, like, underwhelming transition. It's just, <laughs> uh, let's get him out of the way. Yeah, for sure. It's, uh, there's, this is a boring match. It was, it, there was nothing interesting that was going on. I mean, obviously a lot of yellow cards, but beyond that, like, it was just... Yeah. I mean, did you like Eric Ten Hag finally getting a result here? Does that make you... Does that, is there any feel-good no. portion I, I of that I feel, for you? No, I, there's nothing that makes me feel good about anything good happening to, happening to United. All it took was for Marcus Rashford to get discipline for going to his own birthday party after they after lost to the Manchester yeah, Derby and then also getting a heavy knock in training ahead of this match to not even play for them to get a 1-0 result against one of the worst teams in the Premier League. They gr- they ground out a win, which you got to you got to give them credit for that. It took them to stoppage time to do it. I just I just don't get it. Uh, yes, it's away from home, but at the same time, like this isn't a team that is notoriously difficult to break down. Right? They're not yep. They're they're not parking the bus. They're they're playing fairly expansive. You you got to do better than this. I'm glad they I'm I'm glad they they did something with it. A, a zero zero draw would have been pretty pretty bad for Ten Hag. So the fact that that Bruno Fernandez comes through uh, bodes well for him specifically, but also because they get the points bodes well for Ten Hag, who you've got to think is is under fire a little bit at this point. For sure, Polina with the only actual big chance to score in the match. Willian took five shots for Fulham, which is one of the highest totals of anybody in the week, but please tell me if you can find it in your heart to care about anything related to Fulham. I don't Not think at all. You do. Are you, I mean, but really. Maybe for, burn Leno. But. For, yeah, true. For Manchester United, seriously though, Luton, at home against Luton at Everton in the next two matches, and then, and then whatever afterwards. Bruno's 8.3. He's down to 13.1% selected he's had got he's had a goal and an assist in the last three matches you didn't expect anything from any Manchester yeah. United asset against Manchester City anyway but the, like it is too decent like and I would just say like I I don't think there was anything fake about their celebration at the end it really felt like there was like they really were yeah there yeah. was such a relief about it it almost makes me believe that Ten Hag is 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 right about the team kind of still being together like they're still in it i suppose they don't have a choice do they i don't know i mean I in a team that large yeah like a, a a big a big club like that you don't have a choice you perform or you're gone 
Yeah. They, they're, they're either going to get isolated and do their own thing and wait and for a transfer is, or wait for everybody to leave. And he's supposed to be the captain, so I do, you know, you kind of yeah. want him to be, I don't know, yeah. fired up. Harry Maguire. Uh, and I saw plenty of people talking about wanting to think about considering bringing him in. Uh, he has only 4.2, fourth straight start for Slabhead. He got an assist against Brentford. And clean sheet and one bonus point in this game against yeah. Fulham. So, you know, it's... It only took a concussion for that to happen. It's not It's not, It's not. not the craziest center. I think there are other... Uh, there's other cheaper places I would go than him or around not the many. same price. Yeah, not Kamala many. Kamala Sells is who I'm thinking of yeah. off the top George of my Baldock, head. maybe. Dallow gets uh, three bonus points. He gets the full bonus points uh, against Brentford. He gets a bonus point here along with his clean sheet. So Dallow, I mean, if you if you brought in him for some reason, uh, to me he's still too expensive, but he did get you something here. And I know he said Scott McNominay. Like, nah, like, no, don't bring him in. Right. People do that all the time. You know how they fit, sure. like, yes sure. or no. You just, you just want to fit in. But this is third straight start for his thickness. Now that's his formal title. He did have a goal ruled out this week. He did. So it was you know, almost immediate. That changes things probably and last a, week a too. little bit. And last week as well. So um, a couple of them. Five shots in the last three matches. Five shots, three of them on target, four shots in the box. He actually has a higher XG in the last three matches than Bruno Fernandez does. So he's five. He's 4.8. And that, that's the only reason why I bring him up is because... That's but that's, he, that's real cheap. Is he going to keep playing? I think he will. And it seems like it seems like it, it was already he had had the performance in other matches and it was a bit of like, "Hey, we're going to reward you for your you know, whatever, for your consistency here." And so now that's yeah, he's yeah. been getting it. Uh, you know, I if it, you know, if you I guess just as an enabler consideration, that's the only thing. So, really it's like how how lucky and brave do you feel in your selection it's not yeah <laughs> okay all right uh me, me neither for the record however i feel like it's worth bringing up stay chronological burnley zero crystal palace two hey not, nothing crazy here finally yeah if my favorite time of the week getting talk getting to talk about as a not being on the field no as a played how many minutes? He played 32 minutes, oh, and he got an assist in his 32 minutes. I know. I see that here. I, I put it on the screen. Oh, that's that's good. Blow it up a little bit. See I if can't. you can make it pulsate. I, mean, I could, but it's it's not worth it. Set it uh, to who, um, did he, who did he? <laughs> set it to one more time by Daft Punk, and just let that keep going. <laughs> who did he uh, have the assist for? Tyrick Mitchell, who is definitely ownable. Who's now on my team? I. Uh, Made that transfer as well. Yeah, I think a lot of people are going to do that. I made that transfer as well. First of all, you can only guess the level of tingling I experienced when Grampy Roy said that both Eze and Elise would likely be back before the international break. So that's the first thing. He already said last week that Eze was closer. Eze made the team. Or he sure. actually made the, made the field. Made, right, played, played 32 minutes, so that's fantastic. I would just like this to be the reminder time. Despite missing three game weeks and only playing 32 minutes on Saturday, Eze is still tied for sixth for shots among midfielders. Tied with James Madison, 27 shots for the season. He's tied for 10th in chances created among midfielders still. And he's still second most 
for all players in successful dribbles. So take-ons is still Eze's category. I think it's only Cunha from Wolves that's ahead yeah. of him. But most importantly, and it's a, this applies to all Crystal Palace, is the reason why they're going to be as as heavily transferred in as they are the schedule. Yeah, it, it's Everton, Luton, and West Ham away, and then back home against Bournemouth. I mean, that's as nice as you can get for four matches. I saw somebody say it like it's just a short term. Like after Bournemouth, this, their schedule, you know, takes a another harsh turn. You know, kind of bad again. I mean. I, I guess I just feel like with Eze, you, now it's as discounted as you can possibly get him, I, un- unless he, you know, something else weird happens. But still, right. like it's four really good matches, uh, he is there. I mean, like you saw the drop off offensively for them whenever he, you know, whenever he's out by himself. Now, if they're going to have both of their best attacking players back, yeah, I I f- would feel even more bullish about them just because they were so consistent and tight and good. When when Eze was there by himself, I'm thinking yeah. of one nil, and and within a penalty claim for Eze uh, yeah. against Arsenal real early on. So yeah, I still f- I would I would be f- more confident about them if they have even more attack. Defense is solid too. Uh, that's been that's been a cornerstone. Johnstone is is performing quite well, even if he's just yeah. You know, flopping around, stopping everything, and getting credit for saves, and no competition at all. Like we talked about that a few weeks ago. So it's it's his it's his job alone. Yeah. Uh, joint top scoring goalkeeper with Allison yeah. uh, as of this game week. So so and are, and would you really spend a dollar more for Alice for Allison over Sa- uh, Sam Johnston? Why why in the I world? I mean, would the you do likelihood that? of a clean sheet is probably higher with Crystal Palace. Um. I got a number for that. If you want to, let's you wanna hear know. it. It's a segment we like to call Crystal Palace uh, defensive numbers. Uh, <laughs> Palace is they're still creative. they are top ten for xG against, which is their tenth tenth in xG against uh, goal for, uh, goals from open play. Right, they're fourth best defensively from set pieces. So this week, you see, it, I mean, clean sheet for all your Eagles. Uh, Tyrek Mitchell, I yeah, I think. I, my, my feeling is because he's the cheapest and he has you know recency bias is going to blow him up, and he's he's the furthest forward. So an odd goal, I and mean, that's the thing. You're yeah. not going to like again. You're not counting. You're not buying exactly. defenders to score goals. But yeah, I mean, you saw positionally where where it was as they putting it perfectly for him to score. Uh, and then this week, I think it's a good like again. I don't know how else to say. There's not a lot between. Gahey and Joachim Anderson. I would tend to agree. Except for, uh, like, goal threat is goal threat for defenders. And Anderson is just a bigger forehead. Right. And But this week, you saw it, like, in a game where it's just straight-up stats, they both get you a five. Yeah. So, you know, you like the clean sheet. Of course, you like the points. You want, you know, you want the clean sheet from your defender. But if you're picking between the two, it's still the same. And I would say Tyrek Mitchell is exactly the same, too. It's four point. It's it's four point five. Do you really want to spend five zero now on Joachim Anderson? Plus, he's twenty one percent selected. Like I like this is a perfect example. Like you yeah. get the same score from all from well, not from Mitchell. You you know if you had picked Mitchell, you you blew it, you know you blew it out of the water. You he almost outscored the average by himself this week. Yeah, M- Mitchell I, I think is 
is a good pickup for a differential just because he's only owned by you know two and a half percent of teams at this point, which yeah. is pretty pretty amazing. So I I think that's reasonable. And Burnley continues to be a fixture to target on both ends of the both ends of the pitch. Agree. You're happy to start anyone at all against uh, Burnley. Agreed. Agreed. Awesome. Everton, Brighton Hove. What are you thinking about this matchup, which was interesting enough? Matoma gets the goal off of Ashley Young yeah. after dribbling into the box. Well, that's what I was going to say. Another another gutty performance from Everton ruined by Ashley Young. Pretty, um, much, all, pretty much everything is ruined by him. Yeah. No one with an XG higher than 0.16 in this game, which is hilarious. Uh, also pretty telling. Wow. Tarkowski and uh, Mikolenko led everybody in the match with three shots each. Mikolenko, I think your top scorer, top scoring defender for the game week, I believe. Probably. He was definitely in the team of the week. The, I mean, is he ownable? I mean, well, he's, he's always there. and He's whipping the, bo- the balls into the box. So the last two, I mean, he's got 19 points in the last two weeks. That includes a clean sheet, a goal, and five bonus points. I think the next five for Everton, I mean, this a, it's a, like, look at that weird run, right? They're at, at Crystal Palace. They're home to Manchester United, at Nottingham Forest, home to Newcastle, home to Chelsea. Like, there's, there isn't a great matchup there. No, there's not the home one. to Chelsea is probably the the one that they're looking at. Yeah, at none this point. of them are good, but this this version of Everton, I feel like makes all of those teams worse. Does that make any sense they're, whatsoever? Y- y- no, it's a Sean Dyche team. I mean, that's exactly what that's exactly what but he they, wants to and do. And they to wor- force them to play to play their game. They weren't doing that at the beginning of this right. season and now they are doing that and I it's just one of those like who's it going to be? Like are you really counting on a clean sheet in any of them? I I wouldn't, right? Like away to Palace has I mean that if it's nil-nil, if it's 1-1, to me there's not a lot of offense there. So it just yeah. feels like, you know, it feels like but uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin has scored in the last two matches, you know, historically here against Crystal Palace. So, like, that's just one of those, like, it it, it could. You know, they could do it because they have yeah. the capable players. It just feels like, like, this game, like, I don't want to take a lot. I don't want to take a ton away from it either because we're in kind of, like, this new tired and injured version of Brighton. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's you know yeah. it's it's Everton at home against a so like first six game weeks you know game weeks one to six the flying version of Brighton eighteen goals a hundred and six shots had created ninety one chances sixteen big chances created game week seven through eleven they've scored six goals they've taken fifty five shots they've created thirty eight chances nine of them big chances like. Uh, like the mo- and then in you know of course like they're you know they win five five of their first six now they've had three draws and two losses in their last you know since game week seven so like that's the part for like I don't I'm not sure what you know it's like the the perennial question is a you know g- you know good offense bad defense like which you know which which thing is the thing you want to read the most to into uh, into this match 
they've had some injury issues. They're not super deep between the injuries, the, the number of injuries that they've had, which isn't high, but they've been key injuries. And the European run they're, they're you know, going into, it definitely seems like they're, they're too thin to perform on, on the, the long haul. Yeah. That said, Pascal Gross has been useful uh, as well. I don't want to, you know, glaze over that, gloss over that too much. Mm-hmm. He, he's one of those guys that we that probably should be on a watch list somewhere if these matches start going his way, because with Sally March out and others struggling, he's finding yeah. space, and and he's he's his scores are pretty decent. I think there was the question last week, like once we knew Solly March was out, you know, it's some of the, it's some of the, you know, it's those guys that were peripheral players that it was like, whoa, who's it going to be? Is it Simon on, Dingra, on, uh, and Fati? Is yeah. he going to step in? And, you know, actually he, it's Ansu Fati who has the highest XG of any Brighton player since game week seven. But he's just not converting. It, on yeah, the and basis. it's and it's Matoma. I mean, even this, like, it's his first return since game week six, and it's a and it's a deflected, you know, an, uh, you know, it's a it's a FPL assist is what it go, is, yeah. is what it comes down to. He created zero chances in this match. He took one shot. Like we've talked, kind of, and it's been kind of like this for Matoma throughout the season. Like I don't know, it's. You love him at his peak. You love him when Brighton's free-flowing and when they're doing their thing and they're not doing their thing right now. Know. He still manages to get you a return. He got a bonus point. So he finishes with a six. Who else going to get it? <laughs> 36% selected for Matoma. And still I think it's... High. Well, I mean, Sheffield, Nottingham Forest, yeah. Chelsea, Brentford, Burnley in their next five. You could do it's worse. A pretty good, yeah, it's a pretty good run. Uh, the likelihood that I mean, he's going to play. They don't have anybody else they can put in, really. Um, I, I, I mean, like, like Mikalenko, like to just wrap it up. I don't think you're doing anything with anyone on Everton or, I mean, anyone on Brighton other, other than Matoma oh, yeah, for yeah. Everton. Yeah. I mean, Calvert-Lewin, like he was a, you know, I talked about him a couple weeks ago. He's even going into this week, kind of a, uh, you know, kind of one of the, um, you know, just kind of a. Uh, statistical no what do they call them whenever it's uh like not an obvious choice it's a uh differential yes a differential that's exactly the word uh he was a differential uh in a lot of a lot of different places he's still a massive differential tarkowski at 4.4 michelenko at 4.3 i mean they're cheap that's the only damper and hurt i mean you're kind of looking for cheap though aren't you yeah i think you stay in that team but but still, it's not right. Right, you know. Obviously, Everton can do it. I just don't think the matchups are good enough to warrant going to anybody there. Uh, Lewis Dunk uh, had a goal chalked off. Is he ownable? That was awesome. Was it was uh, the the quote was the best goal he'll never score oh, okay. uh, in his career? It was yeah. something else. That was um, no. Uh, t- I've, I'm guessing he's. I'm guessing he's five think so uh i would just i i just don't think i wouldn't yeah he's five i just don't think i want anything to do with them right uh zero clean sheets for brighton this is what it is and dunk yeah like he's a he is a goal threat i suppose 
but you're not going to uh, get anything you're else not, from again, him. Again, so. you're not buying him for goals. Got it. All right, let's move to the most lopsided of matches. Uh, Manchester City 6, Bournemouth 1. How many goals did Holland score? Holland... Is this the weirdest single... It is weird. The the Holland versus Salah people, the no Holland... Uh, the Holland out people had the shortest lived victory party of all time, I would say. Uh, did the Holland sellers, though, did they factor in this one pointer and his injury? Injury, of course, in air quotes, and also Salah's blank versus Luton. Did they factor that? I'm sure that factored into the selling plans. Who knows? He, I mean, as of right now, I think he's one of the most transferred out for this you know, right now. Confirmed today in. In training ahead of uh, Champions League match against Young Boys, so they're going to need him. Truly was, truly was a a minor knock. I mean, uh, to Holland, he is not. It was. Did they need him on the field? They one hundred percent did not. So clearly, it was this. It was a protection thing. Yeah, made more of it. Uncomfortable ankle. Let's just sub him off. We're crushing, and we have no. And we have no concerns right. that Bournemouth is going to do anything. So, in other words, you're not selling because that's crazy, right? I'm not selling. I don't know that it's a. I don't know that it's necessarily crazy. I, I, I'm starting to agree because, again, we, uh, yet another week where we have to discuss whether or not you should you should be spending 14. Well, you definitely shouldn't be spending a 14 on one point. 14 dollars on one point, but. Like this is like he still managed three shots. He still had like he still was involved, yeah. e- even in the little bit. And I just don't Doesn't think. Doesn't he seem a little isolated though? Nobody, like he's just kind of like, yeah, a little bit walking around. But He'll nobody get a touch here or there. But he's just in no man's land by himself. I mean, there's. I mean, not to bring uh, Manchester City uh, Alex into this discussion again, but I mean, he he had predicted. Doku to be benched this week ahead of the Champions League match. To so, be fair, he has done a fantastic job this season. He's, he's for sure, and he, and it, and he admitted. So he did two things. He admitted really wrong this week. First of all, he had only it was his lowest prediction uh, percentage. He's p- only predicted seven of the eleven oh, starters, really? which is the least that he had gotten right so far this season. Second, he wrote an extensive thread about how, why to triple, triple captain, captain Erling Holland. If anybody saw that, I did. Uh, and I mean, a lot of people did. I mean, it was uh, you know what hundred? I think it was a hundred thousand some, uh, hundred thousand some people. That's why triple captained him this week. Like, yeah, you're you're. That's why the average was thirty two because those yeah. people got those extra points. Uh, Chelsea, Liverpool, Spurs. Villa, Luton, Crystal Palace before Manchester City have their blank in game week 18. I don't think it matters to anybody. It doesn't. It's not going to impact your decision to, to keep or sell if you have them right now. Just worth the uh, feel like it's worth saying the Manchester City fixtures out loud uh, for this. Um, Doku. Uh, you love him. Yeah, I wish Dave was here to love him with us. Uh, 22 points uh, in one game week that... That's sure enough to get you a, a price rise uh, in one night, which is what happened with him. He's still only 3.4% selected. We could call this segment uh, more like 
lack Grealish. <laughs> is that is that something what? we could call it? <laughs> like it rhymes with Jack. Uh, no. <sighs> Grealish, who I think that's where if Dave was here, he would definitely have said that. Foden was more involved. Well, really. I just think it's you get a goal and four assists. You know, like this, the the stats are out there. Doku is the youngest player ever with four assists in a game, in a Premier League game, and the youngest player ever to be involved in five goals in a Premier League game. So, you've seen it, like at his, you know, at his peak, you. Know, it was mocked definitely on this podcast about you know a lot of a lot of action no end result for sure i just think it's a minutes you know how much are minutes going to be an issue yeah and that's a good question i'm no, guessing no one knows at this point i'm guessing you would like it if he played 89 or 90 minutes like he did in game weeks 5 7 and 11 you would take it if he played 74 or 75 minutes like he did in game weeks 9 and uh, game week 4. And you would not like it if he played 51 minutes, 22 minutes, or 3 minutes like he did in game weeks 6, 8, and 10. It's just odd because of, of how it's spaced out. But that's just pep roulette, right? I mean, that's there's, there's no way to, to know what's going to happen. You know what I'll bet? I'll bet a better podcast could give you a breakdown of like who the opponents were and why he was tactically used. why he was used i'll bet it, i'll bet a better podcast could give you a better tactical breakdown of that all right well i'll find one and i'll link it in our description that's why they're better podcasts also if dave was here uh like speaking for dave well he's not here uh i can just hear him should turn the camera on his blank chair i can just hear him saying everyone beats up on bournemouth of course he did great. It was Bournemouth. Even That's Raheem even Sterling, Raheem Sterling. against Bournemouth. I would like to have heard what he said about Phil Foden scoring again. Because that, I feel like, is... He was very distracted. He was asked in our Slack group uh, for Patreon members, and he uh, he didn't have a lot to say. We'll I'll bet. Go that way. He fell down the ball into the net, and that's, like, the worst <laughs> thing that he... The that's the worst thing stretches. he... Yeah. And then, of course... Nothing better than uh, Sinistera and Max Aaron's uh, combined 0.2% selected. Uh, Sinistera owned by 1,418 total people. Uh, of course, those two combined to wipe out the city clean sheet. Uh, who was benched here? I think Diaz was benched. Vardial benched, I think. Kyle Walker not benched again. Uh, played quite a lot. Ake and uh, Akanji, I think, also combining to get some defensive points. To me, I still don't think you're doing anything with the defense. It's Holland in. I st- I don't think Foden's a bad pick. I oh, I, I don't would know tend why. To agree. I don't know why you would. You you still have Alvarez? Never had him. You don't have Alvarez. I haven't owned him all season. Um, and I think that's probably the one again where we're at with Alvarez and what you're doing with what you're doing with someone like him because I think that's yeah. there now. The, the question becomes a where are you going? Right, because there isn't a lot of places to go because it's unless you don't own Watkins, I guess you could go from Alvarez to Watkins. But there's so many people that are owning Holland, Alvarez, Watkins. Where do you go from Alvarez? In this match, Julian Alvarez created four chances, zero big chances, which whatever, but still overall you 
feel like he had a it's what everyone said. You see six goals, you expect yeah. the the main guys to be involved. Yeah. Julian Alvarez not one of them and look, it's still like we talked about, you know, the number of returns he's had on the season is still is still good. I you know, I, again, it's still it's I mean, it's, three it's, a, it's it's a key piece of the Manchester City attack. Yeah. You're still waiting for next week to see if he goes three game weeks because he's on uh, a two and a two and then a nine and a two. Yeah. So I mean, he's he hasn't gone more, you know two weeks like this without a return. Yeah. Um, until now, so if he doesn't if he doesn't give you return next week, is that the time to to yeah. sell? Yeah. Tim, like I want to. I, I mean, we can get to it with. Liverpool, because there's a million things to ask about that. If it if it was me in a vacuum, no no money, no object, and just if I could have just done it, I easily would have gone from Alvarez to I still would to Darwin. I, to Darwin. I still don't think it's. I still feel like that's a completely this. It's a the ceiling still feels like higher for. I mean, he has the most shots in the Premier League right now. I think. <laughs> yeah, he should he should after this week. The only other guy like I still you know I'm probably gonna I'm not gonna do anything with it. It's Bernardo Silva. Is now, I mean, this is back to back, really yeah. good matches for yeah. for Bernardo Silva. I think he started the last four also, and that's something that, like, you're playing with fire. I think with someone like Bernardo Silva who can get rotated. However, he's old enough to where he he needs the breaks. Yeah, and it's and this you see it all the time. It's a little bit different now, yeah, because of age. But man, when he's good, he's really good. And this game, he was really good. And yeah. you know, it's one of those. It's going to be really tempting. I think the the results are going to make it tempting. Uh, for sure. Look, anytime he cracks the top twenty of transfers in for midfielders, you know it's something serious. And he just looked yeah. awesome this week. I just wouldn't. I, I you just I wouldn't count on it. All right. Anything else you want to say about Manchester City at this point? Nope. They scored a lot of goals. They sure did. All right. Let's go to a wild one. Sheffield Wolves. Sheffield 2, Wolves 1. This was a fun, it felt like a fun game. Yeah. Except nice work, Sheffield. You made Fabio Silva cry. <laughs> he did cry. I did I did notice you that. Monsters. When he gave away the penalty at the end of the, end of the match, he was definitely, definitely. Yeah. Feeling pretty bad for himself. Uh, Wolves' defensive uh, asset selectors probably felt really good about things until Cameron Archer's goal. It was a, it was a good little, which was a fantastic, goal. good little uh, shot into the side net. And that's it. Archer's goal was great. That is all that needs to be said about it. He's four point five. I don't know what else you want from him. He took two shots in this game. He has taken ten shots all season. So has Willie Bowley. That's all you need to know. <laughs> Um, Wolves, it's, uh, he Chan. That's it. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. un- got you an assist. You like that. Just took one shot, which was off target in the match. He's uh, so, it, which do you lean more? It, do you see him as a, do you see him as still a, a really good low owned, low dollar amount asset at 5.5? Or is the non-Neto Wolves too much of a concern for you to make him the guy you bring in? They don't have to win. He just has to to do something. He needs points, right? So are Wolves going to win without Neto? Probably not. They're, this is probably the way that it's going to go. But I do think that they will still make it interesting. And if they're going to be interesting, the only thing that is going to help them to 
get any kind of offensive returns is Huang, right? He's the only yeah. he's the only one that's going to do anything. So, is he a good low cost option for for that purpose? Probably. Is he a better low cost option than Cole Palmer? No, no, no. I, I, that would so, be. I feel I, like that's... I just don't think you're going Huang. I think in your like, no matter who you name, every single person you name that's under seven dollars. And you might, depending on what you're trying to do, Maybe. every single person you could name is, is would he, you rather have him or Cole Palmer? And Cole Palmer yeah, is going to. That, that's fair. That's a, that's a good, that's a good shout. Like uh, name one guy. There's not one guy that you would say, yeah, he's obviously better than Cole Palmer for that price. That's the, that's the. Under seven. Yeah. That's I mean, the maybe a Buemo, but yeah, that's a, that's a stretch. Um, the other part of it, though, I mean, Wolves tend to play Tottenham tough no matter what the – like they have over the years here. I mean, almost every match. I hadn't noticed. Interesting. Yeah, they always do. And and that's been with no matter where Tottenham are in the table, whatever, Tottenham, we'll get back down on them. But, no, they always play Tottenham tough. And now, like, this is, you know, a shaky, a shaky – you know, a, a wide open like it was uh, just very, very wide open. Just very to go back, back to an, like to Anja's comments at the end of the game, he said it doesn't matter what we could be down to five men, we're still going to have a go at it. Like for him, because people were complaining about the high line, right? Oh Everybody God. talking about the high line. I mean, they were they were on half line, right? Like I've seen Liverpool play some high lines. I don't know that I've seen them play that high. Yeah, so that's why I'm saying I don't With know nine men too. This still could be a like. Whatever it's wolves at home, and yeah. they've, you know, like the I'm looking at the last a weekend, a weekend Tottenham last. Let's go the last six matches between Spurs and Wolves. This is all players involved, including Harry Kane. Last year uh, or last March, uh, Wolves won, Spurs nil. Last August 2022, Spurs won, Wolves zero. Yeah. Last February, February 2022, Wolves 2, Spurs nil. Like, it's, and then before that, 2-2, two, two, like a 2-2 two, two draw. Spurs 1, Wolves nil in the Premier League, like, or in, a, in 2021. Like, every so, match yeah. is a tightly contested, like, I just think it's a, it's, it has tended to be tight. I don't know that you're, there's a lot to expect out of this, like, like I don't think you're expecting a ton from yeah. Wolves, but I don't think it's the kind of thing where you're like, yeah. "Oh, it's Spurs." Like defensively, they've been very good, but now you have to. I think you have to factor in everything that happened to them. I'm Can't, saying all of that to say yeah. I don't think it's a bad choice to still go to Echan. You're not. You're probably not wrong. I don't know that if you have him, you probably hold him. I don't think anybody's moving to him though at this point. Cameron Archer again, you, as you mentioned, four or five great third striker option if you're looking to spend money elsewhere. He continues to be, you know, maybe he'll he'll hit when you bench boost, but not really much else to say on that. What an amazing bench boost a lot of people could have had. I mean, I had I had There's a lot of points on a lot of people's benches. Well, I, I, I saw several people who had more points on their bench than their entire starting. I'm not 11. surprised by that. I mean, I had 17 between Archer and Kabore, and that's probably a common. I would imagine that's a common pairing. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. It's great. It's really awesome. I'm not mad it's about it. Premier I actually League. really like it. I love seeing that balance and the t- uh, you know top to bottom. 
You almost sound like you believe that. Yep. All right, let's move to Brentford 3, West Ham 2. Jared Bowen scores. Kudus looks like the real deal. Yeah. He does tend to burn out in matches, but, man, does he come out hot. Yeah. And another week, another return for Brian Embuemo. So you got the, I think, Embuemo and Bowen. You got what you wanted. Yep. I would imagine assist for Embuemo, five total points in the match, which incidentally should have been his score last week. Uh, <laughs> Bowen, another away goal. I think what the was the I think it's the first player ever to have goals. I mean, it's goals in six straight away away games. I'm, I can't remember if that extended back to last season too, but either way, I think that was a I think that was a record he scored in, in another away game. I was gonna say, Dave, your boy Matthias Jensen, <laughs> uh, back in the points again with an assist. Is everyone still okay playing just Ariola as their goalkeeper? Game weeks one to five, he made twenty six saves. He had twenty four points in that time. Uh, game week six to eleven, he's made only fifteen saves and has fourteen total points. West Ham defensively, they are eighth worst for XG yeah. uh, conceded from open play. It's an XG of thirteen point five seven against. They've actually conceded fifteen goals, so they are a little a bit underperforming. But yeah. I I think that's I I think it to me it feels like it could be worse because they're actually third worst for XG yeah. against uh, from set pieces. They've only conceded two from an XG of five even so they could have conceded some more here he's 11 points out from the the top top scoring goalkeepers to me that's within touching distance for another five or at like a half of a a 0.5 or 1.5 for for someone like allison I just don't see. I just don't see the point. Will Will I rework money to maybe find that point five on a wild card? Probably, but until then, you you just ride. He's not losing his spot. Matt Turner definitely is losing his spot. So I mean, for anybody like me who has Matt yeah. Turner and Ariola as their goalkeepers, we can talk about Nottingham Forest later. But that's not it's not happening anymore for Matt Turner. Uh, he's 4.3. That's uh, the biggest thing, I think. And then the second biggest thing is the schedule, I think, saves it for West Ham. Nottingham Forest, Burnley Palace, the next three. Not the scariest, I don't think. And despite how bad it's been, I think all of those green matches that are upcoming, I, he's still the second most transferred in for goalkeepers this week if people as people are moving their goalkeepers around. Yeah. I mean, just from a price perspective, that's just kind of how it's going to go, right? Yeah. Starting cheap, cheap starting goalkeeper. Kudus, great goal and an assist. Two starts in a row in the league. Uh, you like that. He's second. So in the last two weeks, he's taken four shots, which is second to Bowen. He's been in 11 touches in the box, which is second to Bowen. You know, Bowen has 16. So I don't know. The schedule's awesome. Yeah, I mean, for Forrest and Burnley as their next two, it's just it, it's just amazing. You saw what he's capable of here, and yeah. I know everybody's like super pumped about him. It's like again, there's no bad to me. Like, tell me who's a bad pick. I, I don't like yeah. you can say whatever you want. Like, I know we're I know we've already just said like it's Cole Palmer or, and I you know I think you know. If push comes to shove, you're not doing kudos into your team. However, like in this run of matches, 
you know, for somebody who is this electric. Looking for a punt. Yeah. For sure. Again, yeah. not crazy. Not crazy. I'm with you. Anyone from Brentford other than Embuemo, seriously? Probably not. Not at this point. Even Jensen, you're not doing it. He's dropped off pretty significantly at this point. Okay. He was just really, really hot there for a bit. I mean, I say pretty significantly. He did. He did obviously get an assist in this match, but no, I don't. I don't think so. He's he's probably he's probably still ownable, but again, he's he's five four. Why why would you not just go with Cole Palmer? Right. I don't know if anybody's going to pay attention to this, but Nathan Collins he gets a goal here. Don't look now. He has more points in the last three game weeks than he's had in all the other games combined. 22 points for Nathan Collins in the last three weeks. If you want to bring him in now ahead of Liverpool and Arsenal, feel free. <laughs> it does feel like the Brentford's on the ascendancy. They have a tough couple of matches coming up, so I don't know that that will stay the same, but they, they, they certainly look like they're themselves, if you will, Yeah. at this point, which is uh, kind of nice. And Buemo, I mean, the, the, th- the only thing about Embuemo, like, y- he's... Again, he's taking more shots. Like, he took four shots in this match. Uh, you want Embuemo taking more shots, I think. Who else uh, is going to take him? Wissa? Right. No, that's no, not happening for him. And uh, But I'm just saying, like, you know, you get you got a return from him from an assist. Like, he's he's capable of getting it from just about anywhere. Of course, there's no reason. Why would I even think about it? Why would I have ever put him in my team? Why would I want all those points? There's there's so many other people to n- get no points from. Like uh, Pedro Neto, who's at home watching the matches instead exactly. of playing. Well, let's move on. I, I'm gonna, I really wanted to call Dave for the Newcastle Arsenal, but let's go ahead and switch to Newcastle Arsenal. All right. I mean, it was, it was a, a match. Anthony Gordon is still doing stuff. Yeah. Whether it was legal or not is, let's say, debatable. Yeah. Uh, this is where, I, so I wanted Dave to talk through it. Just, I mean, we would be in it for 10 minutes of just feelings. But I just wanted to go through this because we've re- referenced team news and ticks a million times because it's the, you know, kind of the one of the, probably the most trustworthy lineup leaker that's out there. And Definitely a, for Arsenal. And, for an, sure. and an Arsenal guy. So he he's done this for the last several PGMOL apologies and the statements that have been issued from whatever referee post-match whenever there's been controversy so his the the official statements that he pulled you can go find it if you want just search him on x formerly twitter uh no just there are several statements that he gave so first of all the the statements were that who was pushed who pushed gordon i believe that's probably the statement of he's not he hasn't used his arm as a weapon it's not nice but it's no more than a yellow card so it feels like that could have applied in a variety of situations for uh, Newcastle between Bruno Gamarish and uh, at the end, you know, the yeah. kind of Gordon uh, kind of, I don't know, riding on top of, was it Gabriel? <laughs> this is where we need a day for the Arsenal <laughs> side of this. Uh, obviously, I my allegiance is, is on me. As far as the ball being out of bounds, the ball they, the statement was the ball looks out but we can't possibly give it from that angle. That was the statement. The that shot was weird. I will say that. The only shot that I saw was a weird shot. People and have, and there's angles that people have found so, out there. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, it's a full circumference, right? So, so even on the, the touchline, 
I think. Yeah. So at that stage, even though you can see green in between the line and the and the base of the ball, because it's a circle, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Right. So ultimately, that's not super convincing to me. The thing that bothered me about it, the whole thing was, why wasn't there a better shot? Yeah. Like we already have the goal line technology. Why can't they just like zoom that out or something? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, uh, so I'm guessing the first statement was probably about Bruno Gamarish because the second, then yeah. the second statement was there are two hands on Gabriel's back, but we can't be sure it's a push. And then, as far as offside was concerned, there's no conclusive evidence whether Gordon is behind the ball. So basically, it sounds like every statement that Team News and Ticks was able to pull, it it, it culminated in them saying just to stick with the on-field decision. I like this is where like like we I'm sure Dave can have his thoughts about this when he comes back. Just but Arteta's obviously made his. Feelings very public. The team has issued a statement, which seems to be the very most popular thing teams can do these days. So, but I think the kill, like the final, like the the hardest point of this, and this is the thing I was going to say about about stuff that happened, kind of where it happened with with Spurs, what happened with Liverpool. His statement was: "It's clear that the standard for refs and VAR this season has been his his word is disgusting." Okay. Yeah. All clubs should be calling for action, but people are too tribal. Liverpool didn't get the backing they deserved, and if that isn't backed as the worst mistake ever, then what chance has anyone else got? He himself didn't back Liverpool when it happened. That's the thing that drives me nuts. Yeah. So drives me absolutely nuts is the 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 just the the Total reversal when the shoe's on the other foot. Right, and that's what he's saying. The replay talk, so he's saying, like, and this is Team News and Tick saying this, the talk of, of a replay was ridiculous, but it's where the whole league should have come together yeah. to call out how farcical the refs and PGMOL have been, but instead, just about everyone yeah. said, LOL, F Liverpool. Yeah. Well, so, or it's it's part of the game. Which I don't right. think I think you know. I, sure, there was probably part of it that had something to do with Liverpool, I, but at the end of the day, say. it just comes down to if it doesn't affect you, you don't care that much. Right, and that's why I'm saying like the so you have in you know in Spurs game today you have a goal that Raheem Sterling scores because the ball bounced up into his hand. Yeah, a goal by letter of the law again ruled out correctly. Two weeks ago, Spurs give up a late goal. In a up yeah. where there's a clear handball yes. ahead of the and it is not overruled and that's Correct. why even then I said like is everybody where's the outcry for and it to me it's just it it isn't like you said and like everyone else seems to feel until it's affecting the team you support the most or until it's like you know if uh, to drag Scott Weeby into this for or former former FPL America host Scott just to say like there is no consistency here right. No, like they're gonna call it one way one time and one way another time, and everyone and until it turns into someone losing a job or until it affects the Even outcome over the course of the season, then there's gonna be some kind it of it already job. has affected right. the outcome of the course right. of the season. We've already dis- we've already discussed that at length. Frankly, uh, Arsenal probably should have been even on points with with City last season. Because of some of the some of the interesting decisions that that went against them and against teams that were playing Manchester City, yeah, uh, where they where the teams got apologies, 
yeah. from the PGM, uh, P, yeah, PGMOL. So as far as as far as as consistency is concerned, that's the least that we should expect. That's I, the least. That and we I definitely, expect. I mean, it was it was years ago now, but when Cardiff was up, and yeah, know, there was it was toward the end of the season, and you know there was a. I think it was an obstruction. It was one of those obstructed view things where Cardiff ended a match. I think a match ended in a draw that I think Cardiff was going to win. And it was one of those, like, basically, like, tough. There's nothing we can do about it. And it was, like, it's very, you know, felt very clear from just about everyone of what the results should have been, whatever. In that case, Cardiff did get relegated that season. Like that, that, and then they, that really is. And then they filed a lawsuit saying that they should be able to stay up. And that, right. So, yeah, it was a whole thing. Um, Obviously, it went nowhere, but. This is where, too, like, you know, obviously in this match, Bruno Gomerish looked like, I don't know what, I don't know what that was. He was Christian Romeroing, uh, and, or Romero was Gomerishing. I'm not sure however you want to say it, but either way, Kai Havertz is the same. And it's a, you know, a, it was nil nil. It was first it half. Was, how is Kai Havertz on the pitch at that it's point? It's the result, right? It, it, it all goes back to the result of the play. So he goes in scary, but he doesn't make – he, like, nicks the guy as opposed to hitting him. Yeah, and but Udagi happened, scary. but at least in, in that case there was some contact. Today Udagi gets bailed out because he didn't – he lunged in recklessly but didn't make any contact whatsoever yeah. and just gets – his first yellow where Havertz, yeah. I mean, this it's, the th it's the thing that normally gets the red card is the, is the slow motion, the still frame yeah. where you actually see foot on ankle or whatever. Yeah. And so that was the last, the last point for team news and ticks was anyone replying to what he had said and said, well, Hey, Havertz should have been sent off too. Or what about when Arsenal benefit from a wrong decision? He, his point was you're agreeing. You're agreeing with me. PJMOL aren't doing their job. It's not an Arsenal thing. That's kind of yeah. his final point. All of that to say, like this match. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know what you do. There's, there isn't anything. There's such an uproar every week about this, and it almost is match to match. And that's why they were saying today, like, what's the point of having the officials on the field? Just let VAR uh, let just let them legislate the match because that's kind of what everyone ends up doing anyway. Uh, it's it's either that or you go go away from VAR and technology altogether all for sure. And just deal and with go back the, to what you did before. Yeah, yeah. The, the, where the, where it was part of the game. You find out afterwards with the images after the match what was right or wrong, whatever. And and t let's be honest. I mean, we've all heard or read Brother Matt's opinions about everything. It doesn't matter what you see. You're going to see it your way no matter what, right? Even if you <laughs> yeah, slow it down. I mean, yeah, like, for like, sure. So, you know, we both support the same team, but we often have differing opinions about the same image. No, I don't believe that. Uh, that too much. So To the actual match, do you think Arsenal is missing Odegaard? I honestly don't know. I don't know. That would be a good question for Dave. Dave still owns Odegaard. I think he started him this week. So I'm assuming that his answer would be yes. Can I give you an Odegaard number? Let's hear this it. This might surprise you. So Odegaard's missed two games. But all season, Martin Odegaard has created 14 chances, tied with those big-time chance creators Raheem Sterling and Dwight McNeil. Jeremy Doku has created 15 chances this Interesting. season. So 
I don't know. I like, I'd like to. I would like to know what it is that yeah. like. I know because I feel like I've seen it. I like kind of the question of are they really clicking? Like there yeah. still seems to be something off with them. So I I don't know. Like I know last week, notwithstanding, I don't know how much. I don't know how much to read into that. Again, a better podcast may be able to tell you. Or one with an Arcel fan on it. Second. Saka has to have a problem of some kind, right? Something's going on. I sold there him this ha- week. There has to be something, Something's right? Something's going on. I don't know what it is, but something's going on. I, I don't think he's... I don't, I, do, I don't blame anybody that stayed with him or is moving to him because he's capable. His matchups are fine. But I moved off of him and moved to Son. Boy, do I regret that after everything has happened. I mean, I don't really, but... Uh, I second-guessed it at least after this yeah. game week. But bottom line is, yes, something is weird with him, and I'm not sure what to, to make of it at this point. 0.04 XG in this game took just one shot. The same as Eddie and Kedia, to be fair. But it's the only shot Sokka's had in the last three games. So he's got one shot in the last three games. His total XG for the last three games is 0.04. Like... I, I don't know. I mean, it, it just it, like even at the beginning of the season, like he's you know he's getting good returns. I mean, like we we already said, his numbers could have been higher because he gave away you know he gave away two penalties in yeah. one you know in one game. Yeah, you know it could have been more for him this season overall. But last few games, you know, supposedly fit, supposedly not. You know, I, this is the kind of thing. Like I mean, all last season, you just say like, what happened to Hyungmin's son? Like the guy who's the most clinical. Guys just dropped off so much, only to find out like late in the season. Hey, the guy, yeah, the guy needs surgery for yeah. his groin, whatever. Anyway, it, it I just certainly feels like it's either a head thing or a or an injury of some kind. But either way, it is it is definitely out of character. The only reason why I ask too is because they're playing Burnley at home. Yeah, and so part of me wants to say like this is the angriest they'll ever be. Is it going to be forty nil? I'm not kidding. Like, are, will they just like score and score until they can't kick the ball anymore, until their legs fall off? Because also because Vincent Company played for Manchester City, and there's some kind of weird, I don't know, some kind of weird Manchester City demon they want to exercise there. I, I just, I like, it just feels like this is a. It doesn't feel like a trap. It feels like it's. It feels still feels like it should be good. Right match like on paper. It's still really good, but they're like, I don't know. It doesn't seem like it's going to stop anybody from going to Enkedia. I'm still thinking about trying to find a way of, like, if you, so, like, this is what I would say is for, like, for someone who has Madison. I don't, I have Madison. I do not have Sokka. If something, if, like, midweek they determine, like, hey, we're going to just hold out Madison until after the break. Like, yeah, I'm selling. If I have the money, yes, I'm selling Madison for Sokka. Like, I'm going after this, this matchup. Although you know who looked awesome was I mean Martinelli was the guy again I mean he he, he looked, looks healthy yeah he looks he like looked as go. good at, yeah he looked as good as kind of you can yeah despite Enkedia but yeah that's the thing like I wouldn't be surprised if they if they move him central and 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 up front if Enkedia isn't doing it for him um, because Mar- they, and I believe Martinelli has played in centrally for them previously in a pinch yeah so. Uh, if he keeps doing what he's doing, he, he could be in a 
And they do have other issues. I mean, I think, you know, I know for sure Emile Smith-Rowe is going to be out for a while again, so you lose some depth there. Yeah, I don't, it's I don't, just depth, though, I don't right? think Trossard is any – I don't think there's any danger there. It really is, is Trossard fit again. Right, that's exactly the point, because he uh, also could play centrally. Right, if it but, I, I don't think, but I don't think he is. I think you're going back to – if Odegaard's fit, Odegaard comes back, you're and you're back to normal with Martin, Martin, Martinelli and, and Keddy Asaka across the front I with agree, Odegaard. I agree. Yeah. So, Agree. just the last thing for for Newcastle. So Anthony Gordon, yeah, like great. He scores a goal. If you went to him before, you're you know you feel great about it. He's, I think I think he's still a good pickup too. Uh, he's he's getting in the right positions. Yeah, only big chance to score of the game. Uh, you know, took two shots. Whatever gets you the goal. Uh, made one angry Arsenal fan base. But other than that, like yeah, uh, picked up a yellow card. Is he always That's now does. his sixth? Yellow card. I think he's going to get to ten before Christmas. I think he. I think he can do it. The big issue is that we know for sure Botman. Botman is on a no timetable timetable. He's gone. Yeah, you got. If you're holding him, you got to get rid of him, right? right. Like there's no, absolutely there's no as a sell. And then Dan Burn be back this week, right? But now he. It's still like this is a whether it's a setback or whatever, they are not bringing him. He's not back before the international break. And it yeah. doesn't sound like it, it might not even happen after the international y- break. Yes. And uh, Newcastle reporter Craig Hope talked about it too, like the question of even when Botman's fit, because of how good LaSalle's has been, yeah. does Botman come right back into the team? And I think there is some question about that, depending on how Eddie Howell sees it, depending on how it is. Forget everything this podcast said weeks and weeks ago about how bad LaSalle's was and how <laughs> everyone was eager to get LaSalle's out of the team. It's not happening. He's been fantastic. And th- this match, like, look, he gets a clean sheet, three bonus points to go with Trippier's three bonus points. So he gets you a nine. He's 4-0. He's might be the best value defender in the game right now. because right now. But he's, he's more Tyrone Mings than he is, you know. Sven Botman. Right. I, then he is Virgil van Dijk. I almost went there, but he's yeah. not great right now. Uh, but the the issue is, is that I think he's streaky. Is how yeah. he's just kind of always been the the guy who who would step. I mean, he was the captain for a good little while. He's the guy that it, that you know runs himself off the pitch and throws himself in front of everything. But his skill level is maybe not quite as as his ceiling isn't as high as some as as a guy like Botman. Yeah, for sure. He's still four zero, and I think that when it comes down to it, I know for sure that's a great price for the next couple weeks for sure. And so when we get to Aston Villa, like you're gonna so you have a bunch of all the triangles here piled up. And so depending on what you did with you know if you still are holding Botman for whatever reason, obvious sell. Dan Byrne uh was a trendy pick to go with all the other all the other Arsenal defenders yep. here recently. Dan Burns subbed at halftime. Now we know because of a back injury, yeah. an issue with his lower spine, out definitely for the rest of the calendar year, or what it seems like nearly sure. certainly for the rest of the calendar year. He was replaced at halftime by Tino Livermento. So Livermento's 4.3. Newcastle plays Dortmund in the Champions League. By the time You'll know what the lineup is for that by the time you've heard this. Livermento was the was the choice of the people to come on for Dan Byrne for the rest of this match. Eddie Howe talked, he praised him for coming on in a tough situation and doing well. Craig Hope, Newcastle reporter, also has said his general feeling from Newcastle fans is Livermento actually makes their defense better by coming in in place of Dan Byrne. 
Okay. The issue is that L- Lewis Hall is a true left back, you know, obviously coming in from Chelsea and has played well when he has gotten time. Those guys are both so cheap. To me, I don't know what the I don't know what the preference would be here because I don't know that you're going to get an, an answer yeah, probably that. before the end of the week. So if you could wait long enough and you want to you want to wait to find out if you get any indication whether it's going to be Lewis Hall or Livermento in there, like that's your to me that's your like that I feel like that would be like I honestly don't know where the recommendation is. Lascelles is four point oh. That's I feel I like that's a good pick. Go, that's what I was getting ready to say. Livermento is four point three. I don't think that's a bad pick either. And now you except for you don't know if it's going to be him or Hall, right? And that's why I'm saying if you can wait long enough to find out. To me, there might be some value in waiting, uh, given the position and given the team. All right. All right. Good deal. Anything else we need to talk about on Newcastle Arsenal? No. I think you're going where you're going. If you've gone to if you've gone to Arsenal, you you're you've gone there confidently. You've got Burnley to look forward to. Fair. All right. Nottingham Forest two. Aston Villa zero. Is this the disappointment of the week in terms of games? Like this stacked up as I tripled up on Aston Villa. Yeah. Partially because of this and other matchups. I still think but it's you guys as the disappointment of the week. But this but, and we'll talk about that. But. but this is close. Of course this result happens in a week like this because of course it would one chance uh one big chance for Ollie Watkins, another big chance for Zaniolo. Love saying uh, his name. I do massive possession disparity in favor of Aston Villa. But in the end, Three shots on target for both teams. And this is, like, such an anomaly game. Isn't this the first game since Unai Emery took over that Villa didn't score? I think I heard somebody say that. I didn't hear that. I think I heard that during the game. Yeah, nothing better this week. I think, I mean, it kind of perfectly encapsulates it. Uh, Harry Toffolo from Nottingham Forest nearly equaling the FPL average for the week by getting two assists <laughs> and a clean sheet against Aston Villa. Just a perfect game, uh, perfect performance. Um, so you're not buying anybody on Nottingham Forest at this point, I'm guessing. You're potentially no. selling Matt Turner still. Uh, yeah, Matt Turner, end of the road, dog. This is Odysseus Vlacodimos's team now. Um, <laughs> yeah, and that was a, that was Steve Cooper saying that after the match. You know, talked to Matt Turner at the beginning of the week. I think this is like, a, it sounds like this is a manager letting Matt Turner know. This is why we brought this guy in, and yeah. thanks for your service. Um, so, barring injury, you need to probably you're probably holding on to him. I don't think there's any. You can take a price drop, whatever. I mean, it doesn't think you know. Even if you got him at four zero, he's at, he's four point one now. Definitely not buying him. And again, no real reason to rush yeah. to swap him out unless you're really desperate. But I think the biggest issue is like I don't. I don't think the schedules does. I don't think it does anything for you. I think the issue is Matty Cash. That's the the biggest is that obvious shoulder issue. Going to keep him out of the lineup. Uh, also perfect for this game too. A mystery as to exactly what happened. Subbed off at fifty eight minutes. No update afterward, and no updates of any kind since. He's currently the third most transferred out for defenders. I think that's hasty. I tend to agree. Don't um, you want an answer first? Yeah, and plus with his price rise, if you got him anywhere near like his early early numbers, I mean you gotta you you gotta hang on to. They're him. home to Fulham. Why He's, are you rushing to? Why 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 
why rush to get him out? He went up like four weeks in a row. So it's just, yeah, I, I don't, I just, yeah, I, I agree. I think you sit on him. You want to, if you get, like, it's it's like everybody heard that it's like a, a Andrew Robertson. Yeah, there's hotter fires. shoulder issue. It doesn't, that's, there's no indication of that. Why, yeah. why the rush, everybody? It's because Tyreek Mitchell. See, Crystal Palace is doing it. He's four uh, or five. Why wouldn't you? I just would want to know for sure. You know, yeah. It, if if you find out that it's something, like yeah, sell him. Sell him for the over the international break. His price will probably drop to five zero if it's something serious. You get him. You know, if you want to, if you want to get him back at that point, you can. I just think, like, the, look at the other top transfers out for defenders: Estupinon, Dan Byrne, Udagi, and Sven Botman. Those make sense. Everybody hurt. Right. Of course you're getting of course you're getting rid of those guys. But, but they're Matt, like orange and red triangles. Right. Matty Cash, there's no nothing concrete. I would like to me, I would wait. Your triple up was Diaby, Watkins, Cash, I'm assuming. The yep. the a, a good one. I mean a really good one. Which worked out great l- last week. Sure. This week. this week. I mean, it's not a regression thing. This is just a weird this was a weird match. Luca Dean was my my second guy. Sure. Uh and yeah, he looked great in this match. Eye test was really good, but got the same points that everybody else did. And then the other issue is Alex Moreno uh, made the bench finally for Aston Villa. Seems like that's only a matter of time until Alex Moreno is playing. Although, you know, it could happen. What could happen if Matty Cash is is out? I think they can. I think Moreno can play either side. So that's something. I wonder if they wouldn't uh, if they wouldn't figure something out there. I'm so glad you mentioned that. I couldn't find any takers, but on our Slack group for Patreon members, I put something out there, which I know you don't pay attention to it. No one would take my bet. Why? My bet was, who wants to bet that Brian will mention Alex Moreno (laughs) since he made the bench, even if he doesn't get on the field? I hope he took the over, because I sure did Oh man! Would take well, me look, he's on that g- bet because we all agreed that this was this is exactly what was going to happen. Yeah, good because it, it matters. It's a it's an actual you good player care that actually about matters. Alex yeah, I do care about him. I want to. He see doesn't him care back. about you. Don't no, worry. does Unai Emery care? The answer is yes. Hopefully, we, we will get him. Hopefully. All right, you ready to move on? Of course. Last match we have not talked about. Oh man, you sure you want to do this? I mean, it was. It was interesting. It was very interesting. It was some of the best flowing football that they played in a while. Yeah. It looked awesome. They just couldn't finish to save their lives. I mean, Darwin couldn't finish to save his life. That pass, that headed pass across the face of the goal. We're sure it was a pass. So what if it wasn't? Doesn't matter it to was, me. It was a great pass if it was. Yeah. A striker like him, as selfish as, as you expect a striker like him to be, it was probably a misplaced shot. There was a there was enough gold for him to to go for it. But the fact that he put it over, I don't. I, I've I mean I I've seen plenty of compilations of sitters missed from close range. That's up there. Yeah, it's definitely up there. It's really yeah. hard to miss from there. I was gonna say this more than maybe any other game yet. This has got to be the quintessential Darwin Nunez game. It has to be he right. He was he was great. Has anyone Except filled has anyone filled a stat box so thoroughly yet come away with absolutely nothing like this before? Yeah. I'm not kidding. It was a full it was a full performance. It was just missing what he 
should have gotten. What was his XG? He had to have been up there. I like I like where your head's at. First of all, nine shots. <sighs> Easily number one this week. So that's I mean, he's that's, leading the league in shots from until, what I understand. Until Nicholas Jackson, which was uh, which was yeah, yeah. circumstantial. He had three shots on target. So he and Bruno so Darwin and Bruno each had three shots on target, okay. which was only bettered by Nicholas Jackson. And that was today. Like I said, okay. that was that was a consequence of idiocy. Is that the title of the pod? Okay. You got it. Three big chances for Darwin Nunez to score this week. Until Nicholas Jackson happened, it was number one. Nicholas Jackson had four big chances to score again. Consequences. Only Doku had more touches in the opposition box than Darwin. So Doku had 12. Darwin had 11. And yes, the answer to your question, 1.33 XG for Darwin Nunez. My guess was it was the highest XG without a goal this season. I was wrong. Really? Believe it or not, there was somebody who had a higher XG without scoring a goal this season. Do you know who it was? Raheem Sterling. Nope. I'm not going to guess again. Tell me. Nicholas Jackson. Oh, of course. In game week four, had an XG of 1.48 without scoring a goal. And Neil That's Mo- when everyone sold him. Neil Mope, game week one, had a 1.32 XG without scoring a goal. But either way, point is, second worst XG of the season without scoring a goal, Darwin Nunez. This is not helping his big chances missed yeah. sloppiness. It's, it, it, he, just, he just looks so raw and so nearly complete. Right, like even just even his shots, he's not taking you know simple little dinky shots. He's hitting just lasers, yeah, that are causing the 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 goalkeeper to lay out completely, and he's just they're just getting saved. He's just or he's missing ridiculous sitters like he, like he did. It's it, just it's, is it's, the sitter it he enigma. missed is the sitter he missed still ascending? <laughs> I think it's still going. It up. exited. It very likely exited the. The stadium because that thing is tiny. Salah only slash Salah captainers. You feel real bad. He only took two shots, but he did create two big chances. Of course, the including yeah. the shot Darwin kicked to the moon. To me, it goes in as an ex expected assists a number of zero point eight one. I would say it's it's uh, it's an XA of zero point nine nine repeating. Um, I I don't know what to really say about Salah except you just got you got you got ripped off. I, I don't know what else there is. It's just yeah. the weirdest thing. Uh, be honest. By the end of the game, were you rooting for Luton to keep the clean sheet and no. win one nil? Oh, okay. No. You really okay? No, no, I, no, no. I don't in there. have any feelings like that. I just want my team to win. Okay, every match. I was I was frustrated. I was I was I was anxious. But I di- I did not want to lose that match. I was I was I was already gearing up to have a bad day. It would have been a much worse day if we would have lost that match. It just you, affects me. What if you were a neutral? Do you feel like? Oh yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, as a neutral. I mean, I, like I I thoroughly enjoyed the Tottenham Chelsea game as an as a neutral to that. Right? It was just madness and chaos. Yeah, I loved that about it. This game was not that, but it really just seemed like waves crashing on rocks, and they just endured. They just endured, and it, and good for them. Their shape was good. They were in front of everything. They they you know hit a great break off of that off of that yeah. corner kick. I, I just what can, what can you say? They did exactly what they needed to do to get a result, and that's about 
the best they could have expected or, or asked for. Yeah. Sobosly, just one shot, just one chance created. Congratulations if you luxury brought him into your team last week. Um, I still don't, I mean, whatever. It's he, yeah. He's he to me is just whatever if, yeah. as an FPL pick, but yeah, not, uh, not crazy, but not not anywhere I'd be going. I guess the news was Simikas not starting. Yeah, uh, Gomez yeah. starts, yeah. and I of course took to Twitter to say, guys, I told you this was going to happen. I told you this was going to happen. You why are all these people yes, doing this? You definitely did. It's the reason why I wanted to know how much of a gift he actually is for FPL. Yeah, he, he didn't play poorly. He just no, and I was going to say, like, that that's the other thing with him. Now, he's not getting benched. Like, you're not getting the bench points yeah. for whoever would come in for him because he's going to get yeah. whatever minutes at the end, Which even so if he doesn't start. probably a doggy, which is yeah. probably a good thing. Yeah, it, yeah, definitely could have been that. Uh, or it could have been Kabore who got the assist on the... Uh, and on the he ball. looked he looked fantastic in this match. He really, really did look like he finally clicked into gear and had it figured out. Uh, I, I enjoyed watching him. Is is uh, So is, is Simikas... This was, his, this was his benching. Next week you expect him to start? Probably, probably. Uh, at, at the end of the He's day... First choice, yes. Honestly, I don't think there is a first choice right okay. now. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna play whoever they need to play. They also have. I think Luke Chambers is the the other player that they've got that can play uh, left back. And I again, that's 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 the the dice you're rolling. Is it gonna be Gomez? Is it gonna be Chambers? Is it gonna be Simikas? Simikas is much more likely to be, to get the start, but he, he's not a lock. Is the point? He's not a lock, and that's been proven as of you're this going week. to him. Yes or no? Negative. Okay. Negative. Turk Mitchell. Last thing, uh, look, I know Trent's expensive, but he looks really good. I was gonna say he nearly made it three decent scores yeah, in a row. He looked really good. This is this is probably the best match I've seen from him all season. He's actually starting to do something useful. If he had gotten something here, it would have probably would have forced a discussion of some kind. Six chances created this week, which was tied for the most with Andreas Pereira. For whatever that's worth. Two big chances created, I think, is the bigger thing, which is tied for the most of the week with Mo Salah, just in case you needed to be reminded of what an insane result all of this is. Yeah, like, what price would he have to be? Or what what amount of times in a row would he have to do something for you to say, yeah, I'll think about it for 7.9? Yeah, he, he'd have to be close to trippier in both price and consistency. In order to be a consideration, it's, it, you can only be one or the other, right? You'd never in a million years have Trippier and Trent. No, there's uh, no way. Barring some kind of, I like, mean, there there's a world in which you could do it, but your team wouldn't be that great. Yeah, or it would be, it would be, it, there'd be a lot of punts on there. It'd be a team with a lot of differentials. Yeah, I, and, and even then, he would be a differential because nobody, yeah. nobody's picking him up. I, He's just too expensive. Eight point three percent seems extremely high. I agree. I That's agree. A wild percentage. Still within differential range, though. So I, I don't know. I just, he's not there. I, I mean, I would love to see him get there because we, we we play better when he plays better. So that'd be great. But he's not on my radar right now. Does this change anything for you next week against Brentford at home? 
from a fantasy perspective, not really. I'm not picking anybody up. Salah's still the guy beyond that. I just don't think there's anybody else that, that can get picked up. The only other player that I would consider bringing in is Diaz, but he's it's just, is he going to play? Is he going to get the minutes? And God forbid something terrible happens with his situation with his father, and then he's out again. I just, I, I think that right now, you could probably... If you really, really want to throw money at a goalkeeper, look at Allison. I personally don't think that's a great plan or strategy. But beyond that, it's solid DS, and that's about it. The interesting thing for Brentford and Liverpool, first of all, it's the semi-immovable object here for Brentford. They're the sixth best in away games for shots allowed per game. They've allowed 12.6 shots per game in in away matches, which is sixth best meaning the I would say the unstoppable force of Liverpool's offense which by a good margin is number one for shots per game at home especially when Darwin plays 22.4 shots per game at home for Liverpool so far this season Brighton is second with 18.7 oh wow so the gap is that's significant four shots per game my money would be on Liverpool here at home. I if you're going to take a punt on Darwin, this is probably the match to do it. It's not you're you're probably not wrong in that. Great story for Luis Diaz. Showed a bench here too. Like Diaz still like like what what does it what would it take for Klopp to lose confidence in Darwin Nunez to where he's not starting? Was this was this no, enough? No, this is not enough. Hundred percent. No. Okay, this is okay. what he wants to see. I, I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but Klopp gets extremely angry when players are passing the ball around and not shooting. The more shots you get, the happier he is. He is he is all about, his forwards especially, taking as many shots as possible. Okay. That is a big thing for him. So the fact that Darwin is shooting as much as he's shooting is only winning him more points with Klopp at this point. And he didn't do anything where it was like, oh, he was taking all these shots, but he neglected his press, you know, his his backtracking responsibility. He, he didn't do anything like that in this. No, he, and that has been an issue. But honestly, that's mostly in just from a tactical perspective, him actually you know, like committing to his assignments. Right? Did Alexis McAllister get a? Is he suspended, he yellow suspended. card suspension? He is suspended, which honestly is probably a good thing because he has not been impressive the last several weeks. Okay. So that's not like going to – it's not going to kill you for him to – It won't. I mean, he's he's a better player than, than, say, Endo. But at the end of the day, I think we have a number of other solutions that may be worth trying right now because it's very clear that, that, that the six is not McAllister's role. And I am – Really, really hopeful they spend money in January for a six because that's that that is is a major weak point in the team that could be performing significantly better if they had a stronger anchor in that six role. I had two free transfers this week. I banked a transfer last week. I might still end up taking a minus eight this week, kicking it around. Who are you looking to move in then? Well, I've already made the one move. I I went from Gusto. So Gusto finally out of the Chelsea defense forever, finally forever. So it was Gusto up to Tyrick Mitchell before his price. I think his, pr- his price may have gone up tonight. 
while we're sitting here. I Probably. Did not, I did not look. I know he was scheduled for that based on some price predictor websites, including fantasyfootballfix.com, where you get all Thanks, of the man. stats that you've heard tonight. Fantasy Football Fix, not just for stats. They also give you price predictions. Check them out, fantasyfootballfix.com. It is scheduled to go up tonight for Mitchell. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Romero was scheduled to go up, too. Oh, fun times. He did go up. Tyreek Mitchell did go up. He is now 4.6. Yes, you are exactly right. So, good. I got in there. Finally, I beat a price rise for somebody who... Uh, it was weird because we didn't even say it about him last week. He came off early. It looked like he wasn't going to be another soft yeah. tissue injury for Crystal Palace, and he wasn't. Uh, nope. Played the full 90 this match, obviously. Yep. So that I'm I feel good about that move. The point is that's one move down already. Depending on like and like everybody else, like I said, I've got Maddie Cash with a triangle. I I am not doing anything with him till I find out something concrete. Same with James Madison. I am not doing anything with James Madison until Do you have I, Burner Botman? I only have Trippier. Okay. So that was my I you know, I kicked it around, maybe maybe get rid of him, whatever. But yeah, so like Madison can become somebody, and if it has to be Cole Palmer, I also have Abdullah Decore still on my team, who I I'm I can move. I mean, that's there's point five to be made there from it's Decore is five point five, Cole Palmer is five, like that is yeah like Cole Palmer at five just seems like such a no brainer. A, a penalty kick taker at five zero. He was is a no brainer. It's not, it's not like he's all of a sudden a no brainer. Yeah, I mean, he's just been an obviously good pick here since he got his since he got his yeah. run of starts. We you know, I, I am I am thinking that's going to be my yeah. transfer for next week is Cole Palmer uh, Diaby for Cole Palmer probably. Yeah, probably. So, so that's what I'm saying. Like, f- like there's money to be made all kind of all over the place because of the because of yeah. some of these players, which m- then makes it easier. Like, like look, like I even thought of it earlier. If you say you find out something's wrong with Matty Cash, Jamal Lascelles is four. Yeah, you make like for me that's one dollar. Yeah. Like uh, m- being able to move a dollar somewhere else is massive. To so, Sam Johnstone, you right. can move very old or. Or Matt, Turner, Matt Turner, right? That's exactly. It's the difference between yeah. It's the difference between a a goalkeeper of the of that level of quality, or it's the difference between you know it like it is that's enough money for Madison to Saka, and I think with the money that I, you know like it, it, then there's a little bit of a gap even there. I think for, to like possibly Madison go from Saka. Alvarez to yeah. to Darwin. I mean, it's it's that kind of like, and it, then you'll it, be on negative eight potentially on all those moves because that's actually not a terrible. Right, but I, I guess moves. what I'm saying is like, like I, I've always like I feel like I've done it. I've been able to do it a lot more in the last couple seasons where I don't want to have to move someone unless like like I want to move the guys I know I'm like I'm either not gonna play or the players I know need to be moved. Do you know what, do you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's not just about like oh I'm committed to this guy I need I need an all season midfielder I need yeah. this guy to just be a, a fixture in my midfield I'm never gonna move him or whatever it just doesn't work like that you want you know I just think there are certain times like now with all of the triangles ahead of an international break like yeah you hopefully you'll get news by midweek or even by you know maybe by Thursday of what really is going on with cash what. Yeah. What Ange is really thinking about what to do with James Madison. Those are two really highly selected players. Very that, much so. That I'll happily take a hit 
to move those guys on if I know for sure like they're just going to play it safe. They're e- I feel like in that sense they're like easy to get back in a way. So, yeah, especially if a lot of people bail on them. Right. For sure. All right. Well, that's good. Good thoughts. Was that it? I think that's, that's all the matches, That's all the right? games week. That's all the game weeks. At this point, we do have a couple of things. We have an updated mojo table for sure. Thanks to League Ben. Update a mojo table. Our league table is looking pretty good, too. Shin Kiachu stays in first. Dan Mazio stays in second. Mike Kraft makes a, a big move with a 46 this week into third. Brett Mollison moves down from third to fourth. And Scott Thicktomine, you could have made some moves this week. You needed, You just needed a couple more points. Stays in fifth. Yeah. So, talk to me about that mojo table. Mojo table, are you ready for this? I love it. Always ready for this. Number one stays number one from last week, Manchester City. Number two, moving up, Newcastle, friggin' United. Read them and weep, Arsenal fans. You're sure it's not in the shot, but it's nice that you keep mentioning it. Read it and weep. Can you see it now if I, if I do this, if I grab like right here on my <laughs> near my breast? Uh, third, down to third, Spurs. You feel like that's fair? It's a little high. Oh, really? <laughs> you think it's high? After after the tragedy that they just okay. endured, that seems a little high from a mojo standpoint. Staying holding and st- with the injuries and the red cards, that's I know. bad mojo, man. Although the I guess the the stadium mojo. Oh yeah, the, that was that the, was high. That was a, probably the loudest I've heard their stadium since they moved. Come on, credit to Spurs fans. That was awesome. It was pretty good. Given what was going on, whatever, people are sour. Arsenal stays in fourth. They're angry. Yeah. I feel like should their anger yeah. move them up or move them down? Who who even knows? Who even knows? Also staying where they were, Aston Villa in fifth. Brighton bumps up a spot into sixth. Dave always would read like what the yeah. You know, I don't know what the I colors just, mean. I know, That's why I know. I it's thought you might I, know. That's why I had you do no, it. No, I'm not. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm really. I really am. I'm sorry. Aston Villa stays in fifth. Brighton up to sixth ahead of jump for your guys. Liverpool falls from third to seventh for the week. Is that fair or too big of a drop? This is all made up. It's a nasty loss. <laughs> Come it's on. not a loss. It's a tie. No, but it's a, it's a, I mean, it feels like a loss. I mean, it, it would feel a whole lot you more s- like a loss if they if did If it was lose. an actual <laughs> loss. It, but you had to salvage a point against Luton. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. a, that's, yeah. that's some, that uh, yeah, is. Totally. Yeah. It does not help your mojo. Brentford bumps up into uh, eighth spot, passing Chelsea, who bumps up into ninth spot. Crystal Palace bumps up to 10th. There, that, it's that, it's that kind of messy, that muddy middle there of Chelsea, Crystal Palace, Nottingham Forest, Luton. He bumped Luton all the way up to twelve. How about that? I mean, they're they're well out of or they're out of the drop zone at this point. So I think for a pr- newly promoted team with the other newly promoted teams doing so poorly, I think that's fantastic. Good for them. That's probably uh, fair. Then by the color coding, it's the purple Nurples. West Ham drops to 13th. Everton up again. Everton surging. Everton up the mojo table. Everton into 14th. Manchester United to 15th. They are not the bottom of the league in mojo. Uh, Okay. Well, there's other people that are losing games. Like, it's their job. 
So their mojo is probably significantly lower. Uh, I imagine wolves. Uh, they are the their nurples are purplest. They are in sixteenth, and then the bottom of the mojo table: Fulham, Burnley, Bournemouth, and Sheffield United. Do you see any hope? Like Fulham sucks, but they slightly less suck than Burnley, Bournemouth, and Sheffield. Yeah, Ful- Fulham will probably stay up. Burnley, yeah. Burnley is rough. Burnley's done, man. Sheffield's probably done too. I don't know that they're going to be able to turn anything around. Sheffield at least has a season where they, yeah. Anyways, I'll say Burnley's probably done. JJ Watt's going to be enjoying the, yeah, the championship no, again. No, I don't know about Bournemouth. I feel like Bournemouth's got. I feel like they've got some spirit in them. Six one. I mean, whatever. You lose. No. What what they team below ten? What team below yeah. ten is expecting to get anything from Manchester City? Nobody. Whatever. Anyway, that's your mojo table. I like it. I don't. I don't think I have any qualms with any of the any of those positions. Good. Well, do you have a last thing for us or no? No, I don't think so. What moves? What like? What? Should, I feel like the captain dilemma is a little trickier this week. Yeah, Holland isn't a lock. Salah isn't a lock. I know for sure. I can tell you this for one hundred percent certainty. If it's between the two of them, I am a hundred percent captaining Mo Salah. Salah, yeah. Home to Brentford versus I. I don't think Chelsea's good defensively, but at least statistically, they're a little. They are a little better. Like just by sheer numbers, they are a little bit better than yeah. than Brentford is. So Holland could be injured. So let's assume he's out of the equation. If not Salah, who? I think you look at the. So I think the next best matchup is Arsenal home to home against Burnley. Angry. So you're going, but. Saka and Kedia, I would Martinelli. Say, to me, I would say I would go. I think I would, based on form, I go in Kedia. I don't. I don't trust Saka to just all of a sudden in one week, like take a million shots. Like I, I don't know. I just yeah. I would feel better about the. I guess right now the ceiling of Kedia over over Saka. Interesting. All right. Don't I think the other like I don't know West Ham's home to Nottingham Forest. I don't think you really, you don't love that. I don't think I would not. I like depending on what happens. Spurs and Wolves are the early kickoff on Saturday. So like I think you have some things to kind of Spurs have some some things to work out there until you get some like final word on Madison. Yeah. Uh, depending on what what's going on there. Honestly, like if you still have him. Bruno Fernandez home against Luton. I mean, Manchester United, can they possibly do something to turn a corner? I don't hate that move. You really want to go buck wild? Cap, uh, you could do somebody from Newcastle at Bournemouth. So uh, anybody yeah. with Callum Wilson, I don't. I wouldn't hate then. that, Trippier, Trippier. honestly, uh, if you want to do something really crazy. And then, I mean, how are people not – anybody holding all the Aston Villa assets home to Fulham? Like a bounce back game, Villa's sure. been awesome at home. Compare, I mean, yeah. they've been better at home anyway than they yeah. are on the road. But this is after a two, after a weird loss to Nottingham Forest. I agree. You know, this could be, I don't know, roll the dice. I don't, I don't Watkins, Diaby, who cares? I mean, it could be any of those guys against. But you probably go with Watkins. I think at that point. I don't think there's anybody else. But for me, given who I've got, it's it's going to have to be a compelling reason for it to not to be Mo Salah this week. All right. Well, do you have any one last thing? Is there one last thing for Travis no. in this? Okay. No. My one last thing is trying not to sneeze this entire episode, which I'm not sure I'm going to make it because I'm about to now. I hate fall seasonal allergies. Yeah, they got me. They're not good. They 
Yeah. On that note, that's going to do it for this edition of the FPL American Podcast. Drive us away. Good night.